How did it go with your tomato plant? That was good. I went yeah. to one, two, three garden, okay. garden centers. And one I had never been to, one I've been to before, one's where I won the top tomato contest. And then the third one, which is the one that had the, when I was, the, the tomato I was looking for specifically, it's a specific early tomato, which in Texas, in, well, in central Texas, you can grow tomatoes in the in the fall. Because our, our first oh, frost is not usually okay. like November. So as long as you get yeah. like, if you're going to start from a seed and you start from, you know, you start like in July from seed, you can yeah. usually get an early tomato by October, November. But if you start them now, like me, because I was out of the, I don't even know where I was like for, in July. I, I'm back in Texas now, but I was somewhere. And <laughs> You're everywhere. Because I'm everywhere. I had to go buy seedlings, which I don't really like to buy seedlings, but I went to buy seedlings in about two. And one's an early. Okay. So there's early and late seedlings? No, there's, it depends on how long it takes for them to produce. So like an early tomato variety will produce a little, it takes a little less time. So it may take, I don't know, 60 days for it to go from seed to produce, you know, to producing rather than taking like 90 days to do the same thing. So like okay. the early varieties are usually for short seasons, like gotcha. have shorter seasons, but yeah. We don't really have a short, I mean, I guess like, it's funny because in, in, in San Antonio, it's kind of like a short season or not. Yeah. The only reason the season short is because it's hot as hell. So <laughs> not because it's naturally that way. Yeah. No, it seems like you're, you're, you're rallying, like, because I feel like you just grew tomatoes. Right. You're because, more tomatoes. Yeah. So in, in San Antonio, <laughs> if you grow some, if you put them in, you start your seedlings in like December, January, well, January. And then if you have them in the ground transplants by like May, April, May. If you start them in April, May in the ground outside, you can get a good crop in June before okay. it gets hot as hell. And then they will just die. And then, okay. and then you start a new crop from seed in July and you okay. get another whole season of tomatoes before the fall. So we kind of got like a, it's this weird thing where it's like a long season, but it's really just two short seasons. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's more than you ever wanted to know. <laughs> Ask a girl how she's doing, man, and she'll tell you the whole life story about that tomato plant. (laughs) Do you have a black thumb? Are you wondering what the word horticulture means? Are you a little bit seedy? A little shady? Do you stand in the garden and wonder, what the f*** am I doing? Do you look at people's yards and wonder, what the f*** are they doing? If so, this podcast is for you, no matter your gardening experience level. I'm Shannon. And I'm Marcella, two friends who like to laugh and learn our way through life and gardening. Tune in as we interview some awesome people who talk to us about their love for plants, trees, gardens, bugs, and more. Welcome to CD and Shady AF, a sketchy gardening podcast. Hello, Marcella. Hey, Shannon. So today was super interesting. I saw a dove, a morning dove crash land in the bird bath oh my gosh r.i.p is she okay oh no it's fine it's fine and it just like looked was just swimming around and I was like (laughs) and you know but it answers a lot of questions because I'm always trying to figure out how pigeon ass ends up in the bird bath (laughs) so it answered a lot of questions and you know the birds are skanky they like they like they like scuzzy nasty pigeon ass water so it's a it's a win-win what an adventure it is every day in your garden. It really is. Speaking of adventure, this episode was an adventure. 
Yeah. So can you tell the people who we have uh, coming up? Yes. So we have um, Goo from Gardening with Goo. And we actually came upon him from his Facebook page, which um, constantly has some really hilarious gardening memes. So when Shannon first came up with the idea to come up, you know, to do this podcast, um, she encouraged us to shoot big and like go for people who, you know, came from all walks of life. And um, no matter how like big of a following they had, like to not underestimate people who'd be willing to come talk to us. So we kind of reached out to him, not really knowing what to expect or whether he'd be interested in talking to us. And to our surprise, he said yes. He did. He said yes. And it's actually, it's good. You all are going to be so happy. You're super lucky to get to have, to listen to this episode with with Goo and, and us because it is so funny. Yes. And every moment just made me laugh. And it's so <laughs> educational. And he's just such a really great guy. So definitely check out the Facebook page. We'll link to it. Um, yes. Such a really great guy, down to earth, just normal person out gardening, which is what this show is definitely all about. So that's um, what we'll I get... really loved about him. Yeah. It was just like the down to earth vibes that he gave us, you know, like, yeah. And we put this week's episode into two mini episodes. So you'll get two episodes that are about 20 minutes long because it was just, it was so funny. So we wanted to, to break it up and kind of yeah. give you guys that. So yes, stay tuned and enjoy this episode with, with me, Marcella and Goo. So we are here with Goo from Gardening with Goo. And so we're going to go ahead and get started and um, ask the very first question. So we always like to start in the beginning. Can you tell us about how your um, journey as a gardener began? When did you first become interested? Uh, well, this March will actually make four years that I've been gardening. Okay. Um, so for, for, might as well say four years ago I started. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's been a journey, definitely been a journey. <laughs> what made you want to get started gardening? Like, did you just wake up one day and was like, today's the day? Well, um, it was actually, I started to have kids, my start to have more kids. And, you know, I'm an avid fisherman. I love, like, you could take me fishing seven days a week, 24 hours out of the day, I'm going fishing. <laughs> like, I don't, if it was fishing over gardening, oh, I would do that all day long. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But. Once I started to have kids, I was like, I can't go on those fishing trips like that. You know what I mean? I can't go on the boats and going out, you know, Key West and all that. I, I got to be home with the kids more often. So I was like, I need to do something around the house. And I was scrolling Facebook and I seen a buddy of mine. Now he's a good buddy of mine now, but I didn't know him back then. And his name is Rod's Naturals. He's actually a real big guard. He, he builds guards. And I seen his mm -hmm. stuff on Facebook and I'm like, how did we even become friends? <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I asked myself that question about Marcella. We asked ourselves that question daily. Like, how did we even become friends? <laughs> how did so you I'm get like, so lucky? <laughs> right, there exactly. you go. <laughs> so I'm like, how do we even become friends? So I started checking out his stuff. I'm like, he built gardens. He's growing his own food. I was like, you know what? I'm finna clear out all that in the back on, on the side. I'm finna make me a garden. So I started to clear out some land. I didn't know anything about my dad used to garden back in the day and I wasn't interested. Take me fishing. I don't want to do no garden. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I um was like, you know what? I'm gonna clear out the I cleared out the land, a little section. I ain't know nothing about nothing. I shoved some plants in the ground. I thought I was doing big big shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and the plants started to grow a little bit. And I'm like, oh man, they look good. And then one day I came home from work and uh the plants were wilting. And I was like, oh, no, like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? 
And my mom was like, boy, they'll be all right. Just leave them alone. They they good. You know, they do that in the sun. I'm like, mama, I need to pick these things ASAP, man. They, they about to die. So, <laughs> so that next morning, I went out there and I harvested um, the little collard. I started with collard green transplants. And the collard green leaves were no bigger than, my, than like my face. You know what I'm saying? They were little small collard greens, but I was happy as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, after that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing my own research, figure out what actually needs to go into the soil and it actually needs to go into planting because it's more than just water. Because that's right. all I was giving. I wasn't giving them no fertilizer, no no kind of love. You know, I would give them a love, but that, they need more than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted absolutely. to know what was really happening up underneath the soil, and that's right. when I joined groups on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, started doing my own independent research, getting books, you know, how to start a garden, and asking questions in different groups. And I started to obtain knowledge, and that's when it started to work for me. And I, that's when I went and because I was doing direct soil gardening at the time, right? You know, with the plants directly in the ground, mm-hmm. I was like, with my research, I got compact soil. So I need to do a raised bed. So right. that's when I did a raised bed. And I did it wrong. It was six by eight. <laughs> Everything that I was doing, I was just learning. It was all, it's all a learning process. So I got a little six by eight bed, dumped some topsoil in there, some cow manure. I didn't even know about worm castings yet, but I put <laughs> some cow manure, some fertilizer, and my plants just went. Boom. <laughs> I, was wow. I was showing love. I'm yeah. getting love from all over. You know what I'm saying? At first, <laughs> it was just, you know, a couple likes here and there. Oh, he's growing, you know. Then it went to picking a little steam. And I I met, went to making songs about my vegetables. And, <laughs> and, and then it just that. went, it just went crazy, you know what I mean? So yeah. And I and, and as it started to catch steam, I said, I can't stop here. I gotta do more research. I gotta do more of this, you know what I'm saying? So now it's it's, it's it was an amazing experience. Like it's still an amazing church because it's so much I don't right. know. Right. I, I love the way that you make songs about your plants. I I myself make songs and I sing them to my plants and I try to make my family sing along, but That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it sounds like it's it's been a lot of trial and error. Um oh, definitely. You know, in case our um our, our listeners may or may not follow you, but from your Facebook page, it's kind of hard to believe that you ever went through a phase where you didn't know what you were doing. Like mm-hmm. it seems like you pretty much have it handled. So <laughs> To hear that experience that you started off and you were like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just putting, putting plants in dirt, and putting <laughs> right. water. What? That's all I was doing. Just water and plants. That's it. Yeah. So you mentioned that you're in Florida. What zone are you in? What garden planting zone are you doing? Oh, zone 10A. Zone 10A. You know, yeah. I have a lot of plants that should be growing in a zone 10A, yet they are not. But that's a different story for a different time. They're, right, they're right, right. Their, their best life in 8B over here. That. But yeah, so, you know, just kind of talking about that, because I'm kind of like a, a crazy, like, you know, Frankenstein kind of gardener. I have all kinds of experiments going on. So right. how does uh, being in that zone influence like the kind of plants and herbs that you choose to grow? I basically grow a lot of stuff that are heat tolerant, you know what I mean? Because they don't get cold. Like if we have maybe have a cold snap here and there, but it got they got to know how to withstand some heat. I'm talking about from me and the sun. <laughs> so I'm gonna bring that fire down. You know, <laughs> you know, I like that because I'm now I'm gonna go and tell my banana plant, you better watch out from the heat from I'm me, t- right, and the sun, sir. Okay. <laughs> Got you. So, um, what kinds of um, plants are you growing in that in that environment? Um, in, I, I, I grow. 
I grow a lot of leafy greens. I grow a lot of herbs, you know, from rosemary, oregano, thyme. Um, I deal with chamomile. Um, I even have a toothache plant that, you know, I if I if yeah. my children have a toothache, they can just go outside. I'd be like, just chew it. You ain't got to swallow it. Just, just release that nutrients into your mouth and it help you out. You know what I'm saying? Different things like that with the uh, collard greens, mustard greens. I tried to grow lettuce. I'm not really good at growing lettuce. But because it's so hot, you know, they like that colder right, environment, right. you know what I mean? We have cold snaps, but a lot of people say, uh, a couple of people that I ran into, they'd be like, you can't grow lettuce. I grow lettuce, in, you know what I'm saying? In Florida, but they, their, their environment might be different from mine. You know what I'm saying? My backyard doesn't get a lot of shade from the collard greens to lettuce. I mean, not lettuce, but um, mustard greens, cabbage to bok choy to bell peppers, tomatoes, you know, uh, you know, getting into mm-hmm. all that stuff, cucumbers, you know, water, wow. all that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because, yeah, I think that the terrain that you're in definitely does play a, you know, a huge factor in the kind of things that you're able to grow really well. You know, you talked about, right. you know, not having a whole bunch of shade in the backyard. So you tend to grow things that, you know, need a lot of sun. And right. so that that's definitely true. And it does affect, you know, how people approach gardening. Definitely. Absolutely. I actually gave away all of my bok choy yesterday because I just, I just murder every bok choy I've ever tried to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So I gave the whole pack to somebody who has more shade in their, more shade right, in their yard. Right, so right. yeah, definitely. That makes a huge right. difference. Absolutely. So um, how, so you mentioned earlier that like the motivation behind um, you getting into gardening was your family, was your kids. Yeah, you my kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first of all, how many kids, how, how many kids do you have and how old are they? I have eight kids. Wow. Big family. Five girls, girls, three boys. Wow. Do you get them in the garden with you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the ones that are able to, you know, actually get up and go into the garden because I have younger ones too, but I can recite all their names. Kamari, Dallas, Ja'Cory, Cora, Gianna, Karina, Mariah, Kimora. Yeah, yeah, it's all eight. Did yeah. you get all eight? Okay. What are their age range? From eleven to five months. Oh, oh wow. So they're all like <laughs> I love that. Busy household. So how how did um growing food change your family's diet, you and your family's diet, if at um, all? Just going out, being able to like I didn't know my daughter, my oldest daughter, loved bell peppers the way she does. Hmm. You know what I mean? She'll go out there and be like, Daddy, can I have a bell pepper? First, my first thought, like, you ain't finna be messing up my bell pepper. <laughs> no, no, no. But I was like, go ahead. And then she she went in the house, got us some uh some cream cheese, got mm-hmm. us some everything basil seasoning that she seen on on on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And she went to mm, eating it up. I'm like, Oh, wow. I like that. So I'm gonna grow more bell peppers for you, so you can have that healthy snack that you want, and that and that's good for me because I didn't know nothing about that. She taught me some, so now I can get a bell pepper and get me some cream cheese, and boom, there, there go my little healthy snack. So yeah, it's it's dope. You know, my kids, they imitate me every time they go out in the garden. They don't even call it outside. Really? Yeah, they say, "Can we go in the garden?" Nice. The whole backyard is the garden. I only have a, a section all for the garden, but the whole backyard is the garden. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, like so much you can kind of bond with your kids and teach them oh, so yeah. many good lessons. And so, you know, you have eight kids. So I know you have some advice. So what would be some advice you have for parents that have kids, but they don't have a lot of time, but they would love to like introduce better eating habits to their kids and just introduce their kids to a, a garden? 
take them outside. Let them go outside. Don't don't restrict them from going out there thinking they're going to mess up your plants. Teach them about the importance of that plant and what that plant means to you. If I tell her or any of my kids, my sons, my daughters, I tell them, hey, this is this is food. You're going to you need to water this food. You need to take care of this food. You see any bugs on this food, pinch them off. Mm. And yeah. then guess what they go out there and do the next day? They're looking for bugs. They're, 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 they want to water the base of the plant. You know what I'm saying? If you teach them, they're going to they're gonna do it. They're going to want to go out there and help. They're going to want to. You know, going back to what you were saying about the, the bell pepper and your daughter kind of asking for it. The exposure too, like the early exposure of oh, knowing, yeah. like you know, like the, this is a this is a kind of like what you're saying. This is a healthy snack. Like this is an option for you. You don't always have to reach for the chips or whatever's in right, your Right, exactly. Um, so from an early age, you're kind of instilling that. Exactly. Um, and I and so now as in when she grows up, you know that's that's going to be her default is let me go yeah. get a bell pepper and so right, let me get some mindset. chips. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Definitely. and it, it also it teaches kids a lot of responsibility. Just to add, what some of the things that you were saying, Goo. I have a neighbor of mine who's five, and uh, she, I was gone for most of the summer, so she was taking care of this banana plant that's holding on to dear life. So <laughs> she, took, she took care of him. So her mom brought her over every day. She watered the plants every day. She knew the garden better than I knew the garden. So she came over yesterday and she looked, and I had cut the banana plant down. You know, mm. and she she felt some sort of way. Like I owed her a straight explanation on why I had cut down her banana plant. So, you know, Seriously. she really felt the bond with that banana plant. Right. And she talks about it to all of her friends, you know, and it's just really amazing to see that happen. That's lovely. That's lovely. <laughs> So you've talked a little bit about some of the different things that you grow in your garden, some of the different foods. What are some of the, the, the challenges and joys of growing all the different vegetables that you have in your garden? Mm, The challenges are, you know, dealing, just dealing with nature, period. The squirrels, you know, wants to dig up everything. Shannon knows all about that. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon's got some, she's got some beef with a squirrel in her garden. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, and especially when you're trying to do a more organic approach to growing food, you have to constantly check your stuff. I'm, I'm not using any kind of dust, any kind of sprays to get rid of pests. I'm going out there, I'm taking that more organic approach. So I have to constantly lift up leaves and stuff like that. And sometimes after a heavy rain and I can't get out there, some stuff do be damaged mm-hmm. by pests because, you know, pests are attracted to what? Water. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to when it comes to that, I already expect something to be chewed up before I knew about how that worked. I used to get upset, like, man, I got to start over. I got to pull this out. This looks ugly. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Did that in the third. But now I just charge it to the game. You know what? Pinch mm-hmm. off them lower leaves. That stuff going to grow back. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Pinch off them lower ones. Get, get some of them lower hanging leaves that's closer to the ground that uh, is acceptable to more pest damage. Get them lower leaves off there. And, and, and what, as that plant grows up, you ain't got to worry about that no more. Right, right, right. I've heard it called like the nature tax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my husband calls it the nature tax and I get really upset about the nature tax sometimes he's like he's like hey you know it's the nature tax you just gotta hey, accept hey, it you gotta respect the tax man, man. You, <laughs> you know and we got the tax man when we go fishing you know what I'm saying you might get shark you might have a nice snapper this long and you reeling it in and the tax man come through and like yeah let me get half of that <laughs> <laughs> it seems like a lot of the things with you we talked about earlier are just you kind of learn as you go and you kind of, you know, face these challenges head on and then you kind of, you know, take the joys and you really appreciate that. 
Can you tell us a little bit about the herbs that you like to grow in your garden? You mentioned some of them earlier. Do you have like maybe a top three favorite herbs that you like to grow? All right. I'm going to go my three to my best one. Number three being the one I really don't have to worry about. Little watering does its thing. Beautiful is the rosemary. Huh. Okay. Rosemary, you don't got to water that thing like crazy. It, you give it, I, I water the rosemary with me once a week. Okay. That's all she wants. <laughs> you know, she don't want too much. You, you give her a little bit of water, give her some um, compost tea, she'll be all right. You know, she's well, good. Super low maintenance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Super yeah. low. Maintenance. And then it comes to, you know, um, when I'm growing my uh, chamomile, chamomile is really good. I love making chamomile tea. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very good. Yeah. And then my, 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 favorite herb it's the one out there now i'm trying to think mm. <laughs> you have too many yeah I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of the one i i, I love dearly uh lemongrass yeah lemongrass, okay. my lemongrass it's really low maintenance as well yeah i can make lemon and it and it grows back you know like, nope i'm going to give you a trim up i'm going to take some of this stuff i'm going to try some of it out i'm right i come back a week later and it's like boom <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, slow down, girl. Like, you're moving too fast. So, I can't even consume you like that. I love my lemongrass. You know, lemongrass is like, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful and it also smells so good. And when I was uh, living in Asia, that's the first time that I kind of came across lemongrass. And, and it's just like, it is amazing. So I see people who take cuttings and they just grow lemongrass. And I'm like, oh, yeah. y'all, y'all living my dream right now with the lemongrass. So yes, <laughs> definitely. I love my lemongrass. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I'm I'm kind of the newbie to gardening. So right. some of these, a lot of the herbs, I know the basic ones, right? Like rosemary, heard of that, obviously. Right. Chamomile, I like my chamomile tea. So what do you use lemongrass for? Tea as well. Oh, tea. Okay. Lemongrass yeah. tea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I think we either read from your bio or when we were um, coordinating this interview right. uh, had to do with using certain herbs for ailments. And you talked about using the herbs for toothaches earlier. So what other ailments have you seen herbal medicine be effective for? And what are some that you kind of aim to to, to treat whenever you're growing herbs in your garden? My rosemary plant. And I did a little research on the rosemary and depending on how your blood pressure is, you know, because mm-hmm. my mom was suffering from high blood pressure before she actually started to lose weight and take her health more seriously. Um, I gave her some um, rosemary tinctures that I made. So I did a little research on how to make tinctures and I put it in the closet for 68 weeks, you know, let it do its thing. You need a, you know, 80 to hundred proof of liquor, you know what I'm saying? So I did all a little research on that, put it in there and she, and I got a, the uh, little droplets or whatnot and mm-hmm. she started to use it checking her blood pressure and then went down oh, and I'm wow. like, look at that but if you have low blood pressure it actually raises it huh and it's crazy she goes to the doctor regularly and i was like hey i don't want to mess with what you got going on with the doctor i just want you to try something mm-hmm. and she started to try and it actually worked for her well, you know every, you know you have your skeptics and stuff like that because even me before I even started gardening, it, let me go to the doctor. I, nah, you, you made that at the house. Nah, I'm good, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in more things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a moringa tree as well. 
Mm-hmm. And I took some of the moringa leaves and I made a tincture out of that as well. So it's a tree of life. It got all kinds of nutrients in it. So, yeah. It sounds like your mom was definitely a big influence behind you kind of taking up some of these, you know, learning how to use herbs for different ailments and, and that sort of thing. Were there any other influence or were you just interested in it? Like how um, that you know, about? just um, I ha- I follow one. Uh, I can't remember her name on Facebook. I call her Auntie. You know what I'm saying? You know, and she yeah, she she she's older. She, I'd be like, what up, Auntie? She'd be like, what up, nephew? You know? <laughs> and she she practices all that holistic medicines and all that. There, you know, what I'm saying she do her, she do her thing. I really want to make it up to Georgia and actually sit down and chop it up with her. And because she's a big teacher, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. She, she has a lot of lot going on so and and she knows her stuff you know yeah. and she's been in the game I, i've been in the game almost four years but she's been in the game like in the <laughs> game like she og at this thing you know what i mean right, right. she got a whole website dedicated to purchasing all of that stuff you know what i mean yeah. so you know um i get a lot of my influence from her you know what i'm saying and reading books she hey goo get this book you know start start reading some of this start reading some of that so yeah Okay. She sounds amazing and like we should definitely have her on the podcast. Oh, but, you yeah. know, I'm, you know, I'm seeing her info, yeah, for sure. You yes. know, you mentioned your mom, and I'm always following your mom's antics on your Facebook page. I'm like, she needs to be on the podcast because she's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a good, yeah, she cool, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. So we're going to go ahead and end part one of our interview with Goo here. Tune in next week for more hilarious conversation and great information. This has been the CD and Shady AF podcast. Thanks to all the peas in our pod for listening. We believe in you and we believe in your plants. Follow us for more shenanigans on Instagram at CD and Shady Pod. Until next time, stay seedy, stay shady. And remember, sketchy gardening is still gardening. <laughs>